Hi guys, welcome back to Anything Goes. I am in my closet right now with my cat. So if you hear weird sounds, literally she's running around and doing the most annoying things possible. She's just being so loud. She's never loud like this. I thought it'd be fun. Like maybe I could record with her sitting on my lap. I could pet her and it'd be really relaxing, but she's kind of ruining my life right now. But she's hella cute, so it's cool. (sighs) Okay, so... Today we're talking about something that I'm struggling with in the current moment. Um, If you haven't noticed, this podcast is therapy for me. Um, Probably more than it is useful for you. It's actually useful for me, which is amazing for me because I need anything I can get. So I've been loving it. You know that already, though. I don't have to say it. So today we're going to be talking about me being a sensitive ass little bitch. That's what we're talking about because... The fact that I am so sensitive. See, that was my cat. She just tried to jump up onto um, a piece of furniture and then she slipped. I might have to kick her out of this room at some point. Anyways, I've been struggling recently with how sensitive I am more than usual. And I woke up this morning and it was something's bothering me, which I'm not going to get into directly. My alarm just went off. I'm having sensory overload. My cat's fucking jumping everywhere. I'm just trying to get a fucking word out. My alarms are going off from this morning because I woke up earlier than I thought I would. I'm kicking Frankie out of here. Frankie, I love you so much, but you're getting out of here. I swear to God, there's no element of peace when you're a mother. It's crazy. Um, Anyway, this episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's Love at First Bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche Bar, featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream, swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. My oversensitiveness, if that's a word, like my sensitive side sometimes fucks me over. Um, 
and you know, sensitive in my, okay, I'm going to give you a little definition of sensitive in my opinion. I mean, there's an obvious definition, but like what I'm referring to is being sensitive to people's energy, um, being sensitive in general, like just being very sensitive. (laughs) Sensitive is the only word I can use to describe sensitive because there's no other word to use. Maybe I need to pull out a dictionary. Anyway, and just kind of overthinking things a lot and like thinking twice about everything and just like overworking my brain in that way. Um, but also being emotional and all of that. That's kind of what we're going to be talking about today because it's kind of biting me in the ass right now. And I bet it bites a lot of you guys in the ass too. So I want to vent about it and maybe we can kind of help each other here and learn something. We're calling this the sensitive episode. (laughs) What's funny about me being as sensitive as I am is that that's not really something that many people know about me because I really don't come off as being super sensitive. Not a lot of people would know that just upon meeting me because I think possibly as a coping mechanism, I come off very nonchalant and like I don't really care about anything. Even when I really fucking care. (laughs) Like, I don't know if it's because I'm a Gemini and Geminis are really good at being two-faced in a sense, but like I just come off like I don't care. And I know that I do that. Like I'm fully aware that I do that. But it is full. It's definitely a coping mechanism. Now that I'm actually thinking about it more, I come off like I don't give a fuck because that makes me less vulnerable, which then prevents me from getting inevitably hurt eventually. Although I don't mind coming off like I don't care because there's actually a lot of things I don't care about. So it's like, it's kind of a weird thing because it's like, I act like I don't care about anything. And the truth is I do care about a lot of things, but I also don't care about a lot of things. So, and both of them are like very extreme left and right here. Like I'm, I either really, really fucking care about something or I don't care about it, it at all. Like there's no in between. I'm very extreme like that. All of my feelings are very extreme. Like I have very extreme emotions. Like I'm never like 50-50 on something. I'm always like 100 or 100. So maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe I should be a little bit more upfront with everybody about the things that I'm sensitive about. Maybe that would prevent me from getting hurt a little bit. I don't know. But for now, I'm just going to act like I don't care about anything. And the only people that really know that I care about shit are people that are close to me. And there's like five of them. And you guys, actually, because I really open up on here. But I don't know why I do that. To give you a sense of actually how sensitive I am about random shit, because I think that's kind of funny. Let me tell you about the things that make me cry randomly. Besides the obvious, like, emotional TikToks, I've always had this weird sensitivity about gifts. Okay? Not giving or receiving gifts myself. None of that. If I'm on Facebook, POV, I'm on Facebook, and I'm scrolling through and I see a video about somebody receiving a really sentimental gift, I start crying. Another thing that makes me start crying, POV, a grandma or a mom or somebody makes a dinner for their entire entire family. Family doesn't show up. That shit 
ruins me. That is the one thing that makes me cry the most is when somebody puts a lot of effort into something and then they go unnoticed. Oh my God. I'm literally getting choked up right now thinking about it. I have a really hard time with that. I remember I saw this video once of this guy who made banana bread or something. Um, and he brought it to work and he left it on the counter and then nobody ate the banana bread. Like the whole day went by and nobody cut a piece off. And he's like watching, waiting for people to take a bite of this banana bread, like take a little piece for themselves. And nobody did it. And he was so upset. And he was like, what's wrong with my banana bread? That made me literally cry. I remember that video was even kind of a comedy video. I don't even think it was meant to be like really sad, but I literally almost started crying about it. Like there's something about those situations that make me so emotional. I wish I understood why, um, but like that shit makes me cry. I fucking cried while watching a Disney movie the other week. It was like maybe, it's probably a month ago now because time's flying by. I don't even know what day it is. But I watched the Disney movie Onward and I don't know if I've talked about this on here yet, but Onward and I completely... I'm not going to spoil the movie because I think you guys should watch it. Disney movies can sometimes end so fucked up. This movie, oh my God, I'm literally going to start crying just thinking about it. The way that this movie ends should fucking be illegal. It is so fucked up. It is so wrong. It is so wrong. It was so not, it was so fucked I was crying my eyes out. I was at my friend's house. There was like probably seven of us watching this movie. I know Emma with seven people at the same time. That's literally unheard of. Um, I was crying in front of literally six other people. Bawling my eyes out. Like not just like tearing up. Like fully like. <gasps> like because it was so fucked up. Don't watch that movie. But also please watch it. Because I want to vent about it with somebody. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down. Sometimes it's good to be alone, but talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. 
anyway, moving on from the mundane shit that makes me cry. Uh, I'm going to talk about how my oversensitiveness affects me socially. So since I was young, I've always kind of had an issue. I think my main issue with friendships is the fact that I'm too sensitive in friendships. And it's gotten better, but let's dive into it a little bit. When I was way younger, I was always analyzing how my friends felt about me. Constantly thought my friends were mad at me. Constantly felt like my friends were lying to me. Constantly felt like they didn't want to be around me and they were just faking being friends with me for whatever reason. Throughout elementary, middle, high school, always felt like that. And I don't really know why that is. It might have been just insecurity um, for a bunch of reasons that are not important. But like I definitely had reasons to be insecure in the I mean, I didn't. But like in my head, I did. And so I can kind of see possibly how my insecurities led to me questioning all my friendships. But I also think it was because I was so hypersensitive to how they were behaving around me from such a young age that I couldn't even understand why I was like, overanalyzing every single word my friends said and overanalyzing every single action and overanalyzing everything when actually none of it really mattered and none of it's actually that deep. But when I was younger, I didn't have that life experience to know that like I was overanalyzing. And so I just drove myself fucking insane. And then by the time I got to high school, it got to a point where like I was so hyper focused on everything that my friends were doing that it was exhausting. And I didn't even want to hang out with my friends anymore it wasn't even just like trying to figure out whether or not they hated me or if they were mad at me it actually kind of ended up evolving into me being super sensitive to their emotions and I had a lot of friends that were really mean in high school I had some great friends too who are cool and some friends that even like maybe they were mean at the time but probably aren't even mean now who knows but like There are a lot of mean people in high school that just like they didn't even mean to be mean, but they were just kind of bitchy and like that energy would like drive me insane and make me miserable because it was like I was so sensitive to every single thing that they would say and I was so sensitive to every action that they would act that like it was miserable for me to hang out with anybody at a certain point because it was like if I wasn't overanalyzing them then their vibe was off and I could feel it and that would make me uncomfortable and I would start to absorb that energy and then I would start to feel miserable or I would start to be mean and it was like I was absorbing everybody's energies and like it was just too much for me to fucking handle and I so I just ended up cutting off like every high school friend I had because it was like I was just too sensitive to almost have friends literally um and then I moved to LA and then it was kind of like the same thing happened all over again. I made a lot of friends and then for different reasons, because I'm so sensitive about so many different things, a lot of the friendships I ended up cutting off abruptly and not saying it's even any of their faults because I don't want to blame anybody for anything and I don't want to be an asshole. (laughs) But like, let's kind of focus on me and my part in this. I can't handle when people have an energy that I don't like Or when they're wishy-washy with me and like they're not true about how they feel about me and they're like half-assing the friendship because that's not how I roll. And so I absorb that and then I like, it drives me crazy. 
Um, I don't really know if that makes sense, but that's why I have like very few friends left because I like to hang out with people that I feel safe with and that I feel like aren't just going to turn on me in a second and also that are good people, you know, genuinely, because when people are bad people, I absorb that and I can like feel that and that like eats at me inside and shit. So that's probably why I don't have a lot of friends, you know. It's just sometimes hanging out with people is more tiring than just being by myself. It's like being around people is like sensory overload for me. And it has been since I was younger, which is funny because I still love to be social. Like I love it, but like more with people that I don't know that well, because that's like not as much of a responsibility, right? Hanging out with somebody that you're like 50, 50 friends with is such, it's so exhausting because it's like, you don't really know them well enough to have a good line of communication. You know, you don't really know if you can trust them. Like, you don't know if they're lying to you. Like, everything is just so up in the air when you're, like, half friends with somebody. Whereas, like, going and being social at, like, a social event where you meet somebody and you have a good conversation with them and then you never speak to them again. Like, that's amazing because there's just no commitment involved. It doesn't matter how that conversation goes. You don't have to overthink what you're saying. Like, whatever. Um... And then with people that you're really close with, it's like, you know, you don't have anything to worry about. So it's whatever. But for those 50-50 friends, that shit is so exhausting. And that's why sometimes I don't, my friendships never reach maybe their full potential because I just have to dip out before it can even get there because I just don't even have the patience or the energy to like nurture it to get to the point that it could be because I'm spending too much of my time overthinking it or they just suck. So there's the, that, those two options. But yeah, I get tired as I, I kind of cut my own self off about the whole sensory overload thing. Hanging out with people that maybe don't get you or you don't know that well. It's like 50-50 friend, as I said. It's like sensory overload because you're like trying to figure out their energy and like what's going on in their mind. And then you're also trying to figure out like how they feel about you. And then you're also trying to figure out if you even want to be friends with this person and then you're trying to figure out, you know, how you can like, if you're like me and you're a people pleaser, how you like, how you can cater to them so that you're being the best friend possible because you're worried about your status with this person and you don't know if, I know I'm like going too deep into it, but it's like, this is the way that my subconscious mind works and I'm just putting it into words now and now it sounds stupid, but like when it's happening in my brain, like it, it makes complete sense. And the thing is too, is that, I immediately know how somebody is feeling the second that I'm in the same room as them. My friends will tell you this. Nobody can hide their emotions from me. I can read everyone like a book, usually. And so I know that kind of contradicts what I said earlier because I'm like, I'm always trying to figure out how somebody's feeling. I know how somebody's feeling, but I don't know why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. Does that make sense? So like, I always know the way that everyone's feeling immediately. I can tell if somebody's putting a wall up. I can tell, like, I think I'm just, I don't think I'm fucking psychic. I just think that I'm really, I really, really pay attention to people's body language. And that's like a huge thing for me. Like I make sure that I am paying attention to people's body language. And so that makes me very like, I can see how somebody's feeling immediately when I get in the room with them, even if I don't know them, but I don't know why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. And because I'm so perceptive, if you will, about how people are feeling, it makes me hyper aware of that. And then it makes me 
question why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. And then because I'm kind of sensitive, I always think that it's my fault. Like, let's say somebody's in a bad mood. I'm like, this is my fault. I always think it's my fault. And it never fucking is. Actually, it has been a few times, but usually it's not. And like, and I'm just overthinking it. So that is the jumbled explanation of my sensitive mind. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. Well, guess what? It doesn't make any sense to me either. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. Now let me talk about how this has been affecting me recently. Okay, so I feel like I've just come out of such a pivotal part of my life. Like I moved to LA, I made a bunch of friends and then I've kind of now finally settled with who are my actual people that I vibe with, that understand me, that hanging out with them isn't a chore. It's like just natural. There's no effort that needs to be put in. It's like very organic, no stress, whatever. Like super just this loyalty and like trust that's just like whatever. So I found that now, um, which is amazing. And that has like, but, but the, but the point between me trying to figure out who my people were and also trying to get settled in LA and now like there was, I don't know when the point exactly was. I think it was recently, to be honest, where I went from just kind of having constant uncertainty about like who my friends were, who my people were, um, who I can trust, like feeling safe and secure in LA and feeling comfortable here. Like I didn't have any of that stability up until recently. I like literally within the past probably two months, to be honest. But now I'm in an interesting spot because everything in my life right now is good. I trust everybody. I feel really good about all the relationships I have and everything's great. But the problem is that I can't stop putting myself out there. Like just because I have a really great group of friends, I can't just isolate myself and stop trying, right? Like I still need to be 
trying to meet new people and trying to expand my circle because at the end of the day, like life is about surrounding yourself with as many good people as you can and like enjoying people's company. Like that's what I feel like life, that's when I get the most joy is being around people that I love and feel safe around and whatever. But I need to do that. Like I need to be open-minded and I need to like let some people in a little bit and take a little bit of some risk. But it's so scary for me because I have been fucked over a little bit sometimes in the past, you know, because I've been so sensitive. I think it's affected me a little bit more and maybe a little bit longer. Who knows? But like, you know, because I've been fucked over so many different random times in so many different random ways. Now, every time I go into a new friendship or a new relationship, even whatever, I cannot let go of what other people have done to me. And I cannot, I've not figured out how to understand that like every single human being is different. And me talking to a new human being, whether it's a friend, a fucking boy, I don't know, I don't care. Um, a fucking co-worker for fuck's sake. I don't care. Like, I don't know how to not carry my hurt from my past relationships and friendships. Relationships is broad, not like dating strictly. I'm talking about all relationships, every single type. I don't know how to not bring that past upset into new shit. I don't know how to let go of it. Like, I hold on to it. Like, I woke up this morning and... And I literally go downstairs. My mom's visiting me right now, right now. And I was literally like, I cannot get over this one thing that somebody did to me. There's this one thing that somebody did to me that I just cannot get over. And I was like, and it's making me hold back in potential friendships that I could be making right now because of something that that one person did. And they are their own person. And who knows? They could have learned from what they did. I don't know. They could have like, you know, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I still am like traumatized from that and I don't know how to let go of it. So I hope that some of you guys are on the same. I mean, I don't cause this is shitty. It's almost like kind of having, I think this is what, what the Twitter stance call trust issues. Okay. I think I kind of have a little bit of trust issues and I don't know if it's because I'm really sensitive. And so I hold on to these things more because I take everything a little bit more to heart than I should. Like there's just no reason for me to be taking things to heart. Like I do. And to be making everything such a personal attack on me. Like, there's no reason for me to be behaving like that. But I do. And so I want to try to work through this together. Maybe we can give ourselves some homework and figure out how we can get through this shit. Because I don't know how to not hold on to the past. What the fuck? I can't believe I'm talking. I don't even think I've, like, worked through this shit with actually another human being. And now I'm talking into a microphone by myself in my closet about this like this is literally something that people talk about to their therapists and I am literally putting it on the internet and I don't know if that's a bad thing I don't think it is I like it I don't know why I like it but I think I like it because it's almost like less confrontational I can talk about my problems and then if I want to go read what people are saying about it I can but it's like up to me it's like when you're in the room with a therapist you're talking about shit and you're immediately getting a response I don't know if I like that I mean, I should like it. I probably should get a therapist, but I had a really bad, this is off topic, but why not? I had a really bad experience with therapy as a child. Um, I'll talk about it. Why not? This is why I use this podcast and I don't go to therapy. So when I was probably around 11, I 
my parents were divorced. They'd been divorced for a few years at that point. My parents were starting to date a little bit. And so I was really having a hard time with that. And so my parents were like, uh, you should go to therapy. And obviously me being 11, I was like, fuck no. But then I didn't really have a choice because I was 11 and I didn't know it was best for me. And so my parents were like, let's try therapy for her because she's, you know, struggling a little bit. So they sent me to therapy and I fucking hated it. I hated it. I had to leave school every Tuesday at around noon and I had to go to therapy. And I really didn't like my therapist. She just was such a bitch to me. And I felt like she was she wasn't a bitch, but like she didn't mean to be a bitch, I don't think. But like in my 11 year old mind, I thought she was such a bitch. And I was like. I felt like the way that she was communicating with me, she was talking to me like I was a little baby. And she, and I would literally, I just would sit. She had this little sandbox that was like with the magic sand. And I would sit there and I would play with the sand and she would ask me questions and I would not respond to her the entire session. And then I would, after, my mom would pick me up and I'd say, mom, can you give me a bagel? And she would say, yeah, let's go to get a bagel. And then we'd get a bagel for me and then I'd go back to school. And uh, it was miserable though. I hated it. I hated going to therapy. It was like, it was such a chore and I just was not ready to like talk about my problems yet. And like, I felt like I was being forced and it was just so awful and it was so traumatizing. And I remember one time I went to Ireland with my mom during this time. Um, and my mom, we were gonna, my mom and I were gonna extend our trip. And I was like, can we please extend the trip? I, I don't want to go back yet. My mom was like, why do you want to go back? And I was like, please, I don't want to go back. And I start crying. She's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't ever want to go to that therapist again. Can we please stop? Please don't ever make me go there again. And I was so upset and traumatized. And I can't really understand now why I was so upset and traumatized by it. But like, like I don't know. I'm not in my 11-year-old body. I don't remember exactly what was so bad about it. And to be honest, I think I blocked most of it out of my head. But all I know is that therapy has this like really, really toxic, gross feeling. It makes me feel this weird feeling in my chest. And so I just haven't been able to get myself to go since. But I have talked to a few energy readers over the phone when I've gone through some really, really tough times um, within the past two years. There's like these energy readers that you can call. They're like therapists. They're not like psychics or anything. They're just like people that try to read your energy and like help you. They're basically a therapist, but over the phone. And I've called this one woman a few times and she has helped. She helped me a lot. So maybe I should get a therapist or maybe I can just call the energy reader at my disposal. <sighs> anyway, why? Why? This is crazy. I'm kind of shocking myself with how open I'm being. Like, I don't know how I can just talk about this shit and put it on the internet and not be like, hey, Emma, maybe this is personal. But I don't care. Like, I don't feel like it is. I feel like this is, like, what's wrong with talking about it? I'm having an internal battle about it. Like, is this, would this make people uncomfortable? See, this is me being fucking overly sensitive. Wondering, like, are people going to get uncomfortable while listening to this because I'm kind of just word vomiting and talking about my feelings like do people even want to hear that this is my sensitive side coming out and nobody wants to hear it she's not really fun to be around all right before I talk about how I can improve and how we can all improve on our oversensibility and sensitivity sense um sensitiveness I thought we could answer some questions about being sensitive um 
Somebody asked me what's the stupidest thing you've cried over. Probably the Onward movie, the Disney movie. That was stupid. But then again, that plot was pretty fucking sad. So I don't really blame myself. Um, God, what would what's the stupid thing I cried over? Let me think for a second. I really need to think about this because there's probably a funny answer. You know what's happened before? I don't have a specific example, but like, you know when you stub your toe really hard and you're alone and it just pisses you off? I've cried multiple times from shit like stubbing my toe because it's like sometimes it just hits different and like sometimes it just hits home and it just set, it just sends you over the it just sends you pushes you over the edge so that's something stupid I've cried about moving on somebody asked how can I open up to people without crying every time I try to I don't know how to control my emotions this is actually an interesting one because I used to be like this where and I still am actually when I'm talking about things that are like if somebody asks me what's wrong and it's something that's really, really emotional for me, I'll definitely burst out crying. I mean, usually for me, what happens is at first I'm like doing completely fine. And then like something gets said and then I just lose it. Like I'm not like somebody who like slowly starts crying. It's like I seem fine and then I'm like bawling my eyes out and there's like no in between. Um, I feel like I'm usually pretty good about not crying under pressure. Honestly, practice, like literally from practice. But I don't think you need to not like stop yourself from crying. I don't think that you need to hold back. Crying is human. Okay. Personally, I love when people feel comfortable enough to cry in front of me. I never get uncomfortable. It never makes me feel weird. If somebody's going through something and they start crying in front of me, I'm not happy that they're crying because obviously that's sad. And I don't want anybody to be crying because that fucking blows. But I like knowing that somebody can release that feeling around me and feel safe to do so. I don't want people to hold back their emotions around me. Like I like when people fully are up front and like let go and around me because because I'm so sensitive in a sense that is something I can connect with and that's something that like I can see for what it is. Like I I see if somebody's just acting weird and being rude because they're upset about something and they're not telling me what's wrong, that upsets me. If somebody can sit down and start crying and be like, Emma, this is what's going on. I would love advice or I just want to vent. Like, what do you, you know, thoughts or whatever? I'm, I'm, I love that because I love that they feel comfortable. Sorry, I just like threw up in my mouth a little bit and now it's burning my throat and I keep swallowing to try to get the um, acid out of my throat. So anyway, um, it hurts. So what happens when you drink coffee on an empty stomach. Anyway, I don't think you need to hold back. I think you should just let it, let it out. If you need to cry, you cry. Crying releases, crying is not pointless. Okay. Crying isn't just like our body's way of just like being dramatic. It's like crying literally releases something. I think crying releases endorphins. Give me a moment while I Google this. Okay, would you look at that? I just Googled it and it says crying for long periods of time releases oxytocin and endogenous opioids, otherwise known as endorphins. These feel-good chemicals can help ease both physical and emotional pain. Once the endorphins are released, your body may go into a numb stage. Totally true. Um, I'm actually going to read some of the benefits of crying because I feel like people forget how important crying is. And that you shouldn't ever not allow yourself to cry. 
it detoxifies the body, it helps self-soothe yourself, it dulls pain, it improves your mood, it rallies support, I guess, like it, you know, makes people come to you and help support you, helps you recover from grief, it restores emotional balance, helps a baby breathe, okay, well, we're not babies, I don't think babies are listening to this podcast, moral story is crying is good, let it loose, okay, next is thoughts on how people invalidate being sensitive, saying stuff like, you don't need to cry over that, it's not a big deal, etc. As if we have any choice over what we get upset about. Amazing point. Um, if there's anybody in your life that's invalidating any emotion that you have, they're not a good person. If it's like your family, I feel like family dynamics are different because like, you know, I feel like we're a little bit less sensitive with our family members sometimes. Um, especially I've noticed that with siblings. I don't have siblings, but I've seen other siblings like be really insensitive with one another. And I don't think that that is that let's exclude that because I feel like family is a different situation because there's like this element of like comfortableness and like, it's just different. And I don't really understand siblings. So I don't want to touch on like family invalidation. Okay. But like when it comes to a friendship, if somebody's, constantly invalidating your feelings there are so many bad things about that I've had actually oh my god I have a specific yep I had a friend in my life that constantly did this a long time ago like long time ago um like I'm talking years and like it made me really insecure and like feel really bad about myself and it was really really toxic and I'm so glad that they're not in my life anymore because the friends that I have now are like so fucking cool about in my family as well about like making me feel heard and making my emotions like like you know validating my emotions and like that makes you feel so much better about yourself when somebody's invalidating like you crying that's like the worst thing you could do to somebody and if you do that work on that because that's not a good friend thing to do um if somebody's doing that to you in your life distance yourself from that person or just don't open up to them as much because you don't need that. I would cut them off, but that's, I tend to just kind of be uh, harsh about things and I'm like, mm, cut them off because I don't like to waste my time. You have one fucking life. You have one life. Why the fuck would I be around people that are shitty? I don't waste a damn minute, period. If somebody sucks, I'm not wasting another minute. If they've just proved time and time again to be an asshole, I am over it. I don't waste any more time. And that might make me seem impulsive, but I've never regretted it. Sorry, that was passionate. I don't know what got into me. Somebody asked, how to not cry when somebody raises their voice at you? This actually took me a really long time to learn because I used to totally cry every time somebody would raise their voice at me. And like, I mean, up until I was probably like 13, maybe. Um, but I think that I ended up figuring out subconsciously that like yelling is just, it's just a different tone of voice, okay? Like, I know that that's obvious, but, like, if somebody's yelling at you, you just need to take a deep breath, listen to what they're saying, and don't let the words stab you in the heart. Like, I used to let every word every person said stab me in the heart, but you have to sit back at an arm distance length and, like, fucking not literally, but, like, metaphorically, like, you know, kind of separate yourself from what they're saying for a second. Don't be insensitive, but kind of shut down your sense. Try to shut down your sensitive walls for a second and try to just 
be numb about it while they're screaming at you. That's what I do. And then I absorb what they say. And then I respond to them in a very relaxed tone. I never yell back, rarely, unless it's to my mom. She's the only one I yell at. And she yells at me. It's beautiful what we have. Um, But it's like, because she's my fucking mom, like whatever. But I never yell at anybody back. I just talk in a very, I make them feel a little bit stupid for screaming at me by being very level-headed. And then usually the screaming stops and then everything's fine. It's like you just have to get through that initial yelling and then you're good. So just try to be as level-headed as possible or at least come off as level-headed as you can. Somebody said, when I'm on my period, I cry about everything. Does the same thing happen to you? Of course. I'll catch myself crying about like really dumb shit and then I will go pee and then I'm like, oh, got it. (laughs) Got it. Although I've had my period for two weeks this month. Sorry to all the boys that are listening, but I've literally had my period for two weeks. It will not go away. At least I know. I mean, it's better than being pregnant, but it's still taking a toll on me. I've been very tired. Somebody said, what's your favorite thing to do when you're feeling overwhelmed by your emotions? This is actually a good question because I don't think I touched on this at all. Um, I mean, a little bit, but if I'm feeling like very emotional and just kind of unstable, I will do one of two things. Uh, Number one, isolate myself a little bit. Go home, be by myself, um, listen to some music, sing it out. That helps a lot. Just kind of listening to music that makes you feel good. Like for me, my feel good music. Ow, my fucking tailbone. Ow. Okay, anyway. Sorry, I'm like, I've been sitting on the hardwood floor for 50 minutes, so my tailbone is killing me. Now I'm laying on the ground, um, and that also kind of hurts, but whatever. Some of my feel-good music, when I'm, like, kind of emotional, number one, I mean, obviously, like, all of my monthly playlists that I make on Spotify, I need to update them, though, because I haven't updated them in a while, but I make a pod, or I make a playlist every month, and I'll listen to one of those playlists I also like listening to Paul McCartney and Wings. Cannot explain it. That's Paul McCartney's band that he made after the Beatles. His songs with that band put me in a good mood. I cannot explain it. I was talking about it with my dad the other day. It's a conspiracy. Like, I'll read the song titles to you so that you can listen to them because there's something about them that just literally turned my mood around. Like, I can't explain it, but they're just so uplifting. And I've been listening to them since I was really young. I remember it was like the first song I memorized all the lyrics to was Band on the Run by Wings. Um, okay, if you're in a bad mood, you need to listen to. Um, oh, you can also, The Smiths is also a good song to, or a good band to listen to because they have just such uplifting songs. Um, actually, just go listen to my fucking oldies playlist on Spotify. Anyway, Band on the Run... Listen to what the man said in Silly Love Songs by Wings. Those songs will turn your mood around. Period. They will fucking change your your view. So anyways, sing to those songs and dance around and enjoy yourself. Or if you have somebody that you really love and trust that you don't have to put like emotional effort into having a relationship with them, like maybe it's a parent, maybe it's like your best friend, call them and talk it out. That helps a lot too. Last question I'm gonna answer. When's the time being sensitive helped you? I think it's helped me be a better friend um, a lot of times. And I think it's made me a better listener and a better advice giver, 
which is going to be really nice when I like have children one day, if I have kids, because I'm going to be able to give them advice because I feel like I've been overanalyzing everything my whole life and it's made me better at giving advice. That is the probably the one pro of it all is that I can, in my opinion, give decent advice. And I don't know if I'm tooting my own horn and maybe I'm just talking shit over here, but yeah. Um, now let's talk about how us sensitive people can work on it. What I'm going to do is my homework assignment for myself is that I'm not going to take my past kind of trauma and upset from friendships and relationships into my new friendships and relationships. I'm not going to assume that what somebody else did to me is what somebody else is going to do to me. Does that make sense? Like I'm not going to bring that energy into my new friendships and relationships moving forward because everybody is different and you just never know. You just have no idea and it's not fair to the new people that you meet to be putting that label in a sense on them or like not label but like to be putting that judgment on new people when you have no idea what they're like. I wouldn't want somebody else to be like if somebody, let's say somebody was uh, going to be like wanted to be friends with me, like we were starting a friendship, but then they kind of stopped talking to me a little bit or maybe they just stopped talking to me altogether. And I was like, what the fuck? And then the reason why was because they were too traumatized by their past friendships and they just didn't want to make a new friend. I would be really sad because I'd be like, I would have proved them wrong. You know what I mean? So let people prove me. I'm going to let people prove me wrong. And if they don't prove me wrong, then fuck. So that's my homework assignment. Um, you guys give yourself a little homework assignment um, in any way. It doesn't even need to relate to this podcast. Just try to do, make a goal for yourself like that. I think that's really important. Um, and yeah, that's enough on being sensitive. I have no idea if any of that made sense. I cannot wait to listen to this back and be like, Emma, you are so, you're such a mess. You're such a mess right now. You are a fucking mess. But I'm not going to lie. Being locked inside for the past month and a half or whatever has kind of made me a little bit crazy. Like I'm kind of losing my marbles and I'm overthinking things a lot more than normal. And my mind is like analyzing things a lot harder than normal because I have nothing better to do. And I think my brain tends to like go there when I have nothing better to do. So like I've, my brain's been a little bit messed up recently. Like it's been a little bit crazy recently. Like you can ask my friends and my mom I'm like overthinking everything and crazy. Like overthinking the most random shit. Like even my friend, some, actually I had this conversation with my friend Olivia today, like, or yesterday. Like she didn't respond to my text. Like she, so yesterday I was like, I texted her. She didn't respond for like four hours. And I was like, that is so unlike Olivia. Like, is she okay? Started to think she was dead. Um, or she was pissed at me for some reason. And it like freaked me out. I almost like sent myself into a fucking panic attack over it. And I was like, and then she texted me back and I was like, I just fully freaked out that you didn't respond to me. Like, I don't know why. And she was like, dude, the other day you didn't respond to me in the morning. And I did the same thing. She was like, I freaked out. I thought you were mad at me. And I was like, why are we doing this? Like me and Olivia, like and my friend Amanda too, like we all don't get weird about shit like that. Like it's never like that. But because we're locked inside and we have so much time on our hands to let our minds roam, we're getting all weird and paranoid about stuff. 
like in ways we never do because we're just, we have nothing, our brains have nothing else to do. Our brains are so not stimulated that we're like almost creating issues that aren't there to entertain our own brain. That's what I think. Bizarre. Anyway, that's enough of me talking. I think we're all sick of me talking. I'm not going to talk for the rest of the day. I never want to hear my voice again. Um, I love you all. I hope you're all keeping it real. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Don't forget to tweet questions to me at AG Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can also request topics that you want me to talk about. Um, I'm kind of running out. Not really, but it's like because I'm not doing anything in the real world because we're locked at home. Like I'm not, I don't have any funny stories. So yeah, I'm going to go play some Fortnite and maybe go like start an argument with my mom because I'm bored. So fuck. Yeah, that's about it. Um, Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Anything Goes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts. And that's all she wrote. I love you all. Have the best day. Mwah.